1: progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law at the belt fastball at 99 for strike one call check swing did he go yes swing and a miss high fastball at 99 as this low fastball offerings waved straight
2: through for strike one swing and a miss there's that late breaking slider is going to be back out on the mound for the buckos that was one of his strikeouts as It's Skeen's time. It's the Pirates' hope. It's a new hope. And for Paul Skeens and the Buccos, there's questions that continue to mount over this pitching staff. I mean, if you look at some of the guys that are starting for the Bucs right now, Andre Jackson, Esvaldo Beto, Johan Oviedo, who is not really finding it in the last couple of starts. He had three starts when he allowed, I think it was one run. And he was dominant, pure dominant, for a stretch of three specific outings. But right now, I mean, when you look at some of these matchups, it's Jackson, Andre Jackson, who the Pirates acquired from the Dodgers against Pablo Lopez. Pablo Lopez, a fantastic starting pitcher. Does have a three six six CRA for Minnesota, but he was acquired in the trade with Miami for Luis Urias, who was close to hitting four hundred right around June. And then he was hitting four hundred in June when the Pirates were down in Miami. He was right around that mark, so that was a one for one swap. Mitch Keller goes against Sonny Gray on Saturday. That'll be tough. Sonny Gray has been fantastic. Might remember him with the Cincinnati Reds. He played for the Oakland A's. He's bounced around a little bit, was an all-star this year, 140 strikeouts at 136 in the third innings, 304 ERA. Mitch Keller's got a 427 ERA. That's what's got to be so concerning for you. I mean, Mitch Keller, all-star, solid season, but he's had these outings, man, where he just can't get people out. And you really wonder what the case is for Keller because he's still bouncing around up and down like he's on the double dip on the Jackrabbit, not knowing what you're going to get because what do you expect from him? He gave up eight runs against Milwaukee on August 3rd. If you look at Mitch Keller since, let's go ballpark, the All-Star break. Mitch Keller in the All-Star game gave up a run in his one inning of work. So his last start before the All-Star break, Mitch Keller pitched in Arizona, seven innings, one hit, no runs. It was great, dominant, fantastic. That was a day to remember. And then he came back against Cleveland at home, six innings, ten hits, eight runs. Two home runs allowed. And then in at the Angels, five innings, nine hits, six runs. So, gasp, there's your disaster. And then back against Yinzer Palooza, Mitch Keller and adopted Yinzer with his all-star Teammate David Bednar, if you will, five and two-thirds innings, six hits, give up two runs, give up a home run as well. Three walks, eight strikeouts. His strikeout numbers have always, for the most part, been high, other than that Cleveland game where he only struck out one in six innings. But then Keller gave up eight against Milwaukee. His last two starts have been okay. Against Atlanta, nine hits allowed, five innings, three runs. Not that much depth there with just the five innings and allowing three to the team that has been... Absolutely rocking everybody in the National League this year in Atlanta. And then Cincinnati, six innings, five hits, two runs, one of them earned, three walks, seven strikeouts. So this all takes me back to Paul Skeens because Paul Skeens is going to be the number one guy on this team. He's going to be the ace whenever he comes up. Mitch Keller, you need him to be the number two, especially if you're going to give him a contract and you're going to feel comfortable giving him a contract. Jason Mackey here on The Fan about Paul Skeens said yesterday, quote, I hope they treat Paul Skeens like a special case. He does not need the assistance that some others do, a uh Mitch Keller, Quinn Priester, who's got an ERA over 9, is back in AAA. Mackey continued, this is not somebody they need to tinker with. He's probably the most talented pitcher in the organization. It's about as flawless as you can get. Yeah, I agree. He pitched again on Tuesday, gave up a leadoff single, struck out two guys, and after the leadoff single, the base runner stole second. The throw went into center field. Guy went to third. So Skeens was able to record a strikeout, then another strikeout, and then picked off the runner at third, got him in a rundown, and was able to record the final out. Paul Skeens is really somebody who is enamoring to watch. The attendance for the game at Bradenton was staggering. A couple people... Or mentioning just how much higher the numbers were. And Derek Shelton said even his family drove to the game to watch Paul Skeens pitch. Based in Florida, that's just how much excitement is there. And Skeens is going to pitch again this weekend for Bradenton. Hoping to see more than just one inning. Ben Charrington did say that Skeens will not pitch more than 20 innings this season. And I'm completely okay with that. I'm kind of surprised that the Pirates even decided to ramp him up and get him pitching again to begin with. But it does help that you get him throwing, let's call it 15, 18 innings this year. And then you're ready for him to even potentially come to spring training with a chance to make the opening day roster. And if not, if you don't even want to worry about Super 2, but you still want to get that extra year of club control, you call him up the first week of May. And if you want to wait until Super 2, the second week of June. And it really takes into account the idea of what Paul Skeens can become. And also, Jason Mackey tweeted that he would bet his next paycheck that after that start this weekend against in Bradenton, Paul Skeens' next start will be in Altoona on Friday night on the 25th of August. Which kind of sucks because that's the first day of high school football and I won't be able to be there. Or else I would have made the two-hour drive to Altoona to watch Paul Skeens make his double A debut, but in reality, that might be where Paul Skeens ends up next season to start anyway. So it could be a chance for Pirates fans to see him for an inning or two in double A this year, and also next year. It wouldn't shock me if Paul Skeens makes a start, his last start in Triple A. I don't expect to see him in the big leagues at all. I know that there's been speculation on Mackey's part and other, and also some other people that hey. Could we see Paul Skeen's pitch in the major leagues? Whether it just be one game, just a little glimpse, a taste, a, an inning. Kind of like what the, the Buccos did with O'Neal Cruz. And what the Pirates did, I think it was with Rowanzi Contreras, or with Luis Ortiz last year. One little start. It hasn't gone well at all for either player with Cruz's catastrophic injury. They still expect him to be back in September. And Luis Ortiz, who came up, was a shell of himself, can't find the velocity and is back in the minors trying to figure it out. Paul Skeens needs to continue to wow people. And I don't think there's going to be any question that he's going to continue to do that. Somebody else who's wowing people on the North Shore is George Pickens. He was doing so at St. Vincent. He'll be doing so for a second season at Akershire Stadium. Nine home games for the Steelers this year. Very excited for that. And some of the primetime matchups, some of the key matchups, New England, Jacksonville, obviously the three divisional opponents, all coming at home. And it all starts off against San Francisco. We'll hear what Ryan Clark had to say. And also, Ryan Clark gave a little bit of context for what he meant regarding his comments on George Pickens on ESPN earlier this week. Coming up, I'm Austin Bechtel, Fan Oil Morning Show, 9 through 7 The Fam.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy,